Welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. You all are in for a real treat because we are having a conversation today with Mr. Terry Bean. And for those of you who know him, you know what I mean about having fun. And for those of you who do not know him yet, I guarantee you, you will be thanking me later. Terry is a virtual speaker, trainer, business strategist, a networking guru, a TEDx speaker, a creator of Motor, Motor City Network in, in Detroit, and he is someone I call an ambassador of fun. So Terry, welcome. Hi. Yay. I like the ambassador of fun. I, I accept that <laughs> in, of go. all the things I've been called. That might be my favorite. I'm gonna, I want to live up to that every day. There you go. I love it. And I know that you do your best to do that. So I appreciate you. I know that everyone who knows you uh, appreciates you. So I'm so happy to be able to have this conversation. No, no, no. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I, I couldn't, like when we met, in we met like in a virtual networking group with a 15 other people right and some of those folks had gotten to meet you and chat with you before i had and mm-hmm. and like i was like man when when i actually meet with this woman how is she gonna live up to these rave reviews <laughs> that i'm hearing and like we talked for an hour and it was like the coolest conversation super yeah. laid back and chill and fun and great and you said at one point, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. I like, I know this person I want to connect you to. And I was like, all right, cool. And the thing that I kept hearing about was all these connections. And then Monday morning, like I woke up in my inbox. was like, from Berta, from Berta, from Berta, from Berta, from Berta. There were like seven or eight really cool, well thought out, well planned, gorgeous introductions. And I was like, man, I got to up my game. This girl. So thank you for that. What a, what a treat. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to do that, Terry. And and I know, like I I always say, you're gonna make me look good because people are gonna be like, "Wow, Berta knows him. This is awesome." <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to up my cool factor here. So that's it. So I appreciate it, and I've I've heard great uh, again raving reviews from the people that I've introduced you to, and and thanking me, and I just I just love that part of of our lives and that we get to do that. And, and some of these connections end up being really, really beautiful and cool relationships. So Terry, how are things in Detroit? You know, things in Detroit are interesting, right? Not just in Detroit, but in the state of Michigan, we've got a, we've got this thing going on. I don't know if anybody's heard about it, but this thing is really taking up some attention. So Michigan's uh, it's, it's interesting to see who people really are. You know, we always talk about if you want to, if you want to figure out who someone is, you, you either get them real drunk and peel the veneer right off, right? <laughs> or, or you apply pressure. And, and I, feel like we're having a little bit of pressure applied and I think some people are reacting to it as expected and others are like uh, a little Looney Tunes right now Mm -hmm. so and I'm a big fan of Bugs Bunny too so I don't mind the Looney Tunes thing but it's 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 wild to really see who folks are yeah, yeah. How are, I assume that's going on where you are in Florida, though, too, right? It is. Yeah. And I think I think what happens is, Terry, that that it's not as bad as the media makes it sound like it is. So we're just living here and we're doing our thing. And 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 I was in California a few weeks ago and people were saying, California, you know, like, you know, all hell is breaking loose over there. And I'm thinking, 
well, you know, not really, <laughs> but, not but it just, really. it just, it's, it's really perception. And I think Terry, and I think you and I talked about it. I've seen people on both sides of the spectrum. There's not a lot of gray area here. They're either totally in fear or totally like, guys, this is going to pass like everything else does. And, and we're going to be okay, but it's, but it's definitely been interesting. And you're right. You, you get to learn a lot <laughs> about people when they're real, real. You get to learn a lot. You know, I stopped I stopped watching the, the news in 2006 or 2007 because <laughs> there's nothing. Like, I, I used to joke. I'm like, I'll watch the news if I'm on it because I know something good's going to happen. Right. But aside right. from that, I'm not even I'm not even going to bother because <laughs> there's nothing good on it. Right. Never. And if it's really, truly news, you're going to find out about it. You don't need to tune in and waste a half hour ever. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, and, and, and my husband likes watching the news. I, I, I try not to, I try to discourage it. I'm like you, I stopped watching. I know the day exactly that I stopped watching in 2008 and I just never look back and, and my life is better because of it. But I, I always tell people, listen, I'll, they're like, how will you know when things are happening? And I say, I know when there's a zombie apocalypse, everybody that knows me knows where to go and they're going to be knocking at my front door. <laughs> so I am not That's worried right. about it. That's how I'll find out. And and for it, now, I'm not worried about it. So if it's if it's that big of a deal, you'll <laughs> find out. And let's be honest, like sitting around talking about current events is almost as tripe as talking about the weather. Yeah. Right? We've yeah. got we've got bigger things that we can influence that are internal to us, right? Mm-hmm. Or to those we care about. Let's stay focused and stay on our lane and move. Exactly. Exactly. Can't can't impact a lot of the stuff that happens on the news. So why do you need to know about it? Don't waste your time. Yeah. Focus. I remember one of the, one of the greatest things that I heard was during the the recession in 2008 and, and Susie Orman was giving one of these presentations that she does and somebody, you know, was chiming in and asking a question about, you know, the economy and, and the economy in this country. And she said, you know, don't worry about that. You worry about your economy. That's and right. I think that was really good. And I, and I sort of always remember that because we don't have to worry about the news. We have to worry about our news. And like you're saying, stay in our lane and, and, and focus on what we need to do. So that's exactly it. Right. <laughs> Control the controllables and let the rest fall apart because <laughs> yes. it doesn't matter. You're not changing it. You yes, know, it's, uh, it's, it's so important. You know, I just, I did a presentation last week for a group of HR professionals. And one of the, one of the slides was that, that saying that talks about your mind is a garden and, you know, we can, and, and your thoughts are the seeds. Mm-hmm. You can either harvest flowers or weeds, right? So what do you, what do you put in that garden? And if you're feeding stuff that's coming out of the media, you're going to have weeds yeah. and not the good kind of not weed the either, good kind. Right? Yeah. Not the yeah. good kind. I love so, that. or is it the kind kind? I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> the good kind. And Terry, you're right. You're right. And you know what? I, I watched one of your Ted talks cause you have several and, and I want to encourage people and we'll give everyone your call letters at the end so that they can follow you guys. You really need to be following Terry Bean. It's, it's just amazing stuff. And one of your talks was about that that ripple effect. And I know that you're such an amazing connector, but can we talk a little bit about 
you know, I want to talk about Motor City Connections. I want to talk about just how you gained that love. You were like me that we probably hated the word networking at one point. And now we're like, what? This is the, the, you know, the most amazing way to build relationships ever. So talk to me a little bit about that ripple effect and, and, and how that connects into your networking and, and the world that you've created to be a stand for connecting with my goal in every interaction is to leave people better than I found them, right? That's it. That's just super, super simple. I, I, I focus on that and I focus on helping a minimum of three people every day. And I don't, I don't have to go out and solicit who to help. They find me, right? There's, I get messages every day. Hey, I need this. I need that. And, you know, I might not be able to help them directly, but I can forward them to somebody who can, mm-hmm. right? So just, again, moving things forward. But it's like, you know, the, I always think about the, the gas station, right? You go in, you get your gas, you go pay the guy, you grab a Coke or whatever. Um, and, and if you're nice to that dude, he's going to be in a better mood the next time somebody else comes in. And he's going to be nicer to that person. But if you're a jerk to that guy, maybe he's a jerk to the next person. This is right. true at the carry out line. I don't mm-hmm. care where, yeah. right? It's the same thing. So if you're, if you're spreading that kindness, you know, was, uh, was Russ Johns, the pirate broadcast. He always mm-hmm. talks about kindness yes. is cool. Yes. Smiles are free, <laughs> right? If you're spreading that kindness, um, it gets out there and it continues to ripple through. And, and I think most people, uh, I don't necessarily think people go through life mean or angry or jerky, right? But I think they go through it ambivalent and indifferent. Mm-hmm. So with just a quick click, right? I always think about our lives as like a thermostat. If we just turn the dial a notch or three to the right and hit that kindness button, because it takes like just north of zero effort to be nice to somebody. (laughs) It takes just north of zero effort to listen to somebody and hear them, right? And, And to look at them and see, man, are you okay? Is everything all right? Like just that question at the right time has such a profound impact and you know what maybe you have to listen to somebody talk for two minutes mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm. so don't scroll on facebook as long later in the day it's, it's, right now I, i'm your life coach check me out <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true it's so true and it's funny i was reading a book by jim Rohn a couple of days ago and he was talking about when his mentor started him on 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 sales and and how apprehensive we are in sales because we're we're going to get that backlash and we're going to get that that nasty no and he says that his mentor told him you know there are really only 9 or 10 really really mean people in the world you know they move <laughs> around a lot <laughs> but but you're only going to encounter and he says that it really set him up for for he sort of made that his framework and and gave him license to understand that not everybody out there's out to get you and not everybody out there's out there to be mean. And, but I think that what you just said, Terry, is that sometimes it just takes a little thing, one little thing that you can do, not a lot of effort. It's a smile. It's a kind word. It's a, you know, asking, how are you? And actually listening to what they're saying. So that's super, super important. That's the world we live in, though. You think about it when you're walking past somebody, you're like, hey, how you doing? And you didn't even stop to hear the answer. 
right? You, you <laughs> asked the question, but you didn't, you didn't yeah. care enough to listen. Exactly. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, and just to hit on the Jim Rome thing yeah. for, for those that actually are into this sort of affirmations, positive thoughts, and like listening to these things. If you go to Spotify and you type in Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, um, he's got, there's a couple of guys that have set his greatest hits, right? His greatest thought tracks or sound bites over some really dope beats, right? Really? So you can listen to some really cool <laughs> tunes, some good music, and then get all of his pearls of wisdom oh. simultaneously, right? That's amazing. So I love that. so cool. I, if, it wouldn't, <laughs> if it wasn't going to be rude to me, like you had to look straight up my nose while I search it in, in Spotify, <laughs> I would drop the note, but I'll, uh, I'll pull it out and I'll email it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. That's, that's amazing. Thank you for that. I did not know that that existed, but I'm a, I'm a big fan and could listen to him all day. So yeah, he's cool. Thank you for that, Terry. Terry, so you I know you're out there being of service all the time and and you you've you've done well in the virtual world and I and I think it just comes from who you are and wanting to be in that place of adding value. What if what are you seeing out there now as far as your speaking, your training, these presentations? Are you what are you what are you noticing? You know, it's interesting. It's a little bit, I think there's a lot of people that are looking for this type of talent, but it's changed, right? So budgets for speakers, um, that I don't even know if that's still a sentence, budgets right. for speakers, right? Because right? Right. it used to be a sentence, but I don't yes. know if it is. <laughs> so it, that part's that part's crazy, right? That part is crazy because um, as a speaker, it, it's great to get out and share your information and your knowledge and the, and the ideas and, and to impact people and to empower people. Uh, but it's even better when you get paid to do that. Right. <laughs> so um, that makes it a little challenging. But the rest of it is, I think folks are moving toward virtual. You know, I'm, you, I'm, you caught me in TEDx gear today. Right, um, right. I see that. I want to talk about that. It, in I we're moving ours to totally virtual. We've never done a virtual event and the 2020 is going to be all virtual. Right. And we're going from a minimum ticket price, the early bird special and the early years was like 55 or $60, mm -hmm. right? And it would go all the way up to 125 just to get a ticket to come to this event. Right. It's going to be free this year. Wow, that's amazing. Right? So it changes, changes everything. Yes. Changes everything. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's good-ish, I suppose, mm -hmm. right? But from a, if, it's, if speaking is your business, that's going to be tough, right? So most right. speakers I know are adding coaching. They're adding, they're adding courses, master classes. And so they're, they're kind of trying to change their model. Group coaching is another one. So, mm -hmm. you know, not knowing who your audience is, there's ideas that if you are in the speaking space, you, you probably already pivoted. Um, and if you haven't, uh, now is a super good time to get into it. And actually, Berta, you and I were talking about, I was joking about the idea that I wanted to uh, start, you know, lastminutespeaker.com. Right. Because speakers are canceling now. So, right. you know, position yourself to be number two. And I know you have a really cool system for that. I don't want to, 
I don't want to tell tales out of school, though. You were kind enough to share that with me. You... No, no, and I'm happy to share it, and 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 I feel free to to do so because I think once we share the idea, it becomes the other person's idea for them to share. So absolutely, and I did a video on it yesterday because I I want oh, people to know. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit and tell people to go see your video. So where do they find that? Because you're gonna have it explained in with a visual. I just. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't do as good. Uh, I'm gonna not, just tell you it's dope. <laughs> it's on LinkedIn. Uh, you can if you if you have me on LinkedIn, it's Berta Medina uh, on LinkedIn. Super easy, and it's it's just a simple little postcard where you're offering uh, yourself as a contingency speaker. And a lot of you know we're helping these event and meeting planners solve an issue that they have where they're scrambling these people and they're busy as can be, and and they you know they're they're trying to make adjustments just like everyone else and and you can really be a stand to to help them solve that problem so i love that and, you mentioned it too and so not only is it a great idea from a positioning stance but the idea that you sent it as a postcard mm-hmm. right that you switched mediums everybody's sending emails everybody's you know doing social media mm-hmm. but you're actually getting in front of them in a way they may actually see it. And right. I think that's really valuable too. Right, right, right. Very cool. So Terry, talk to us a little bit about a TEDx Detroit and how that was born. Oh man. So my <laughs> friend, Charlie Wahlberg is, uh, is a guy that I was running with back in the day. And we were doing a lot with Motor City Connect back in 2007, 2008. And we actually started, I started in 06. Uh, he came on in 07. But we had we had built this platform and we were we were showing people how to network online. We were teaching people about Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter back then. And we were all over the place having all kinds of fun. And he was a huge TED fan and he kept trying to get me to watch these TED talks. And I'm like, I'm a I'm a creator of content. I'm not as much of a consumer of content. Mm -hmm. Right. I will I will read. I will listen to certain people. But just to go and do the random thing was never was never a fit for me, right? But he called me one day in August of 2009, and he said, we're putting on a TED Talk. And I was like, sweet, who's TED? <laughs> Tell me about this. He's like, those videos I kept telling you about, remember? I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. They just said that I have the license to put on a TEDx event. And I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out. And so... You know, within a couple of days, I had called a couple of friends. One of them was a was a professor at a local university, and I said we need a we need an auditorium, and they were gracious enough to allow us to host it. Mm-hmm. And then we started telling people. We got grabbed a couple of friends and said we're putting on this event, and the four of us put on a. I don't know. It was you're supposed to have 100 people not do any things for charity. And I, I think those were the two big rules that we broke that year. Um, we raised about four or $5,000 for charity nice. and had just a, under 300 people at, at wow. the first event. <laughs> That's amazing. And then the next year, we raised about $9,000 for charity and had just under uh, 1,000 people. Wow. <laughs> and then they moved. You know, the biggest one we've had so far was just under 4,000. Uh, and we did that 
two years ago. So it's been, it's been a trip. It's been a run. We've had some, we've gotten in trouble with Ted a couple of times because of breaking their rules early on, but Mm -hmm. we're a perennial favorite now. I think we're one of the longest running, um, one of the largest on the planet. And yeah, we're, we're, this will be number 12. It'll happen September 30th at a computer near you. So September 30th (laughs) in the virtual world. Yes. So, yes. Big thanks to our sponsor, United Shore Mortgage. So we're excited about that too. It was crazy, Berta. I had it all dialed in. The largest one in the history of time had about ten thousand three hundred people at it, mm-hmm. and it was in um, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay. And so I was like, "I'm coming for you. I'm gonna come for you, and I'm gonna we're gonna get it going, and I'm gonna make it bigger. I'm gonna have ten thousand five hundred people, and we were gonna do it at Ford Field in Detroit, which wow. is the football field, right, right for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. So I was not like we were gonna fill it because that's ridiculous, but we were gonna put some butts in seats, yeah. and and then thank you, COVID. Yeah. Although you know what, thanks to COVID, I got a speaker I've been trying to get for five or six years. So six or seven it all evens out right yeah, it all good absolutely. shit happens bad shit happens absolutely. you just kind of keep doing your thing I, I i love that terry and we spoke a little bit about when when motor city was born not motor city motor city detroit but your love for your community that brought you back home if you will yeah and then your commitment to to being a stand like i said and making a difference where, where Motor City Connect was born. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, so 2004, I got onto LinkedIn and it was a outpour or because of all the networking I've done. I was like, wait a second, I can do this from the comfort of my own home. I make, I can make more connections quicker, easier, whatever. And we could do all kinds of neat stuff. And so I was connecting with people all over the globe. And it was fascinating. I was learning about people in Sri Lanka and learning about people in India and China and just all the stuff culturally was fascinating to me. And then in 2006, it was, I don't know, probably May-ish. It kind of dawned on me, like none of these people care about Detroit, right? And Detroit was having a real hard time. The big three automakers were all struggling um, plants were closing, jobs were being lost, people were moving. And this is before 2008 even hit. Wow. And I knew that as Detroit goes, so does the rest of the nation, right? We're, we're like the heartbeat of a country when we right. talk about certain industry. Right. Um, oh, shoot. So, whoops, fumble. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely, definitely caught some, uh, caught some feelings about this. And I, I was like, you know what, why don't I take what I'm learning, what I'm using all over the world and apply it here in this city? And I can, I can keep these people better connected. I can help people find new opportunities. I can help new business grow. I could do all these different things if I focus some of that energy. And so Motor City Connect was born. It wasn't born as a business. It was born as a gift. Mm-hmm. And it was a gift to our community. And we really focus on the three pillars, um, building the entrepreneur so they can build their business so we can work together to build a better community. Those were the, those were the three big ideas. And those are still 
paramount to what we've done over the last 15 years. Candidly, though, over the last year or so, I'm, uh, I've taken a break. The reality is, I, uh, after doing it for 14 years, I've done enough. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've done right. enough. Um, the city itself... Uh, the, the downtown area, the midtown area of Detroit has had the most amazing comeback a city's ever had. It's phenomenal. The neighborhoods still have a ways to go and there's a lot of work to do, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people pitching in, picking up and doing things Good. like that never existed before. So for me, I'm like, you know what? I, I my whole focus was if I can change the energy around the belief system. Right. Suburbs to city, city to suburbs. Uh, we can make really good progress. So I spent my time focusing my energy, my heart in that. And a few years ago, I was like, you know what? That, my work is done. So now I'm like uh, <laughs> I'm in between. Right. I'm trying to figure out really where am I going to spend my time and energy mm-hmm. next? I have an idea, though. I think uh, too too premature to make the announcement, but mm-hmm. I think something's coming pretty good. quick. Good. That's exciting. That's exciting, Terry. And I love that that with with all with everything that you've done and, and as I've you know read about you and as we've you know spoken over the last couple of weeks, it, it, it all stems from a place of service. And it all stems from a place of this is just I, I want to give and I want to be and I want to be of value and I want to be of service and I want to see who I can impact and how I can impact them. Again, that ripple, you're just dropping that, you know that uh i learned that um what is it rock skipping or whatever it's called yeah it, is it yeah, yeah. there's actually like a championship <laughs> yeah that was in your, yeah, your the, talk and i didn't know that the dude the dude that <laughs> took some of those photos is a national rock skippy or maybe just michigan <laughs> rock skipping champion yeah i didn't know that was a thing either man i was like you did what that same guy his name is bugsy sailor in 2019 he got up every single morning went out and took photos of the sunrise and he's made calendars and he's made picture books mm-hmm. and, and he's up in, he's up in the United or the upper peninsula of Michigan. So he's mm-hmm. right over Lake Superior in many of these wow. photos in there. Stunning. Oh, but understand that in February in Lake Superior, it's 14 below zero. Right. If it's warm. <laughs> right. So this cat was out there doing it. I love I love people that make a stand. He's a fascinating guy. He drove he traveled to every state in the country in 2007. Wow. Well, maybe it wasn't just in that calendar year, but in a in about a year's time. Wow. I had another friend that did that same thing, man, trying to interview leaders, Daphna Mickelson. Hmm. She's amazing. She's the oh, state yeah. representative in Colorado now. Nice. Um I, uh, you said something about service though, and it reminded me of one of the most important books I've ever read. And it's called the way of the peaceful warrior, mm-hmm. which was written by Dan Millman. And it's a phenomenal book. They actually made a movie called the, just the peaceful warrior. Uh, Nick Nolte's in the movie the movies. Okay. The book's better, mm-hmm. but the, the book is actually kind of a self-reflection of Dan's life. And the dude's a gymnast and he's a high power gymnast trying out for the, for the Olympic team, breaks his leg in a motorcycle accident. And as he's recovering, he ends up meeting this guy that's at a gas station, right? He's at a, he's at a gas station, uh, working there at midnight shift. And this dude becomes like his guru, right? Starts teaching him all these things. 
But before he before he could teach him, this guy has a bunch of doubt. And he said, how can you teach me anything? You're just a gas station attendant. He's like, this isn't a gas station. This is a service station. There's no higher purpose in life than to be of service. <gasps> and it was like, just that's that 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 look right there girl that was oh, it oh my goodness that's amazing and terry you mentioned that book and you told me you read that book early on in in life early enough in life that it it really was able to make an impact on on where you went from there that's beautiful it, it absolutely it absolutely did yeah that was uh that's a fun story i was uh i was bartending at a, or me, I was bouncing at a bar. This was before mm-hmm. I was in bartending. I was bouncing at a bar. I was dating a girl who uh, was in the astro projectile back in 1991, which is super early in that world. Right. She was she was a trip, ma'am. She was I called her Hooey Jewey, but she was cool. <laughs> She's like, you have to read this book, and it was a book called Illusions by Richard Bach, mm-hmm. which is another fabulous book. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I'll get to it. The next day, this bouncer that I worked with who was, you know, uh, 3.8 GPA at University of Michigan, president of his fraternity on the weightlifting team, pre-law, right? The opposite of her says, you got to read, I'm reading this book. You got to read it. And it was the exact same book, Illusions. (laughs) So I, I went home or went back to her place and I said, can I borrow that? And she said, yeah, I read it. And then as soon as I finished it, she handed me Way of the Peaceful Warrior. She said, now you got to read this. And at the time I was taking a comparative religion class. So my mind was just blown wide open. And uh, it's, yeah, 21 years old. It's like somebody handed you fire. Yeah. Right. You learn our true nature, Mm -hmm. not the crap that we were taught, but what we're meant to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And Dan Millman wrote another great book called The Life You Were Born to Live, Mm -hmm. which is all about numerology. So it's all very interesting. Yeah. And I I love that you said that, Terry, because I was 22 when I got my first, you know, Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar uh, exposure to Augmentino, which is I'm a huge fan. And and I just never stopped. And that was 30 years ago. But I I always caution because I say, you know, I, I remember my son had to do a report in eighth grade. And, and one of the summer reading books was Grapes of Wrath. So we had it here and I had never read it. So I figured I'm going to read it. And I'm like, man, why do they want kids to just be so suicidal in eighth grade? Right. And and then I'm thinking, going back to, you know, The Great Gatsby and Animal Farm and all, all the books that we had to read when we were growing up. And I'm thinking, why are we not putting that type of book in, in children's hands at that age? Where, Girl. I mean, totally different, you know, view of what gets to happen after instead of being subject to, yeah, 1984 is great. And I love that we can all refer to George Orwell, especially now, but, but, but would it have been much better for me to have read, you know, uh, greatest salesman in the world or the richest man in Babylon when I was, I might not have gotten it, but I would have at least had a good reference. So, and that's such an interesting point, right? So it would have been so much better for you, right? And it would have been so much better for the individual, but I don't think it's as good for the collective. If we think about what the, what school actually teaches us to do, 
right? They don't want they don't want people thinking. Yeah. Heaven forbid yeah. people learn how to do that. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. Please not that. Um I I've said for years since I first read it, uh it was a book called The Four Agreements by Don yes. Miguel Ruiz. Yes. Yes. Right. That mm-hmm. book, if that book was required sixth grade reading, mm-hmm. the world would be a much better place. Yeah, absolutely. Overnight. Absolutely. Overnight. Right. But that's not that's not what we do because we don't want that. Evidently, we'd yeah. rather have this. Yeah. Let's get let's I'm watching. consumers and, and people who will want to work, you know, 40 hours a, a week for nothing wrong with that. But but I know what you're saying. I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Those are, you know, it's funny. The name of this show is Dreamers Succeed, right? Mm-hmm. And and I not to not that you can't do very well and live out your dream working with or for someone else, mm-hmm. but are you really working your dream at that point? Right. You know, and and maybe maybe you've gone out and you've done your thing and you tried it and it didn't work and you're working for somebody else as a stopgap. That makes total sense to me. But if you never go out and try, what did what didn't happen that could have? Right. We've all got this something in us that needs to be expressed. Either you haven't taken the time to figure out what that is. And I highly encourage you to do that. Mm -hmm. Stop what you're doing and figure that shit out now. Or or you're just not letting it out and you're not living out loud and intentional enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't know which is better, but you should probably, you should probably do one or the other. Uh, well, no. that's very rude with their little weed whacking. Do they not know we're recording a show out here. I Come on. Hear it. I could, I couldn't hear it. it must sound louder on your end. Cause I don't hear. Oh, it. good. You, you can't hear it. No, no. Can't hear no. it. It's but actually it's, my neighbor. Oh, really? <laughs> but it's 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 funny, Terry, that you say that because I think I think that's one of the biggest things and 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 that fear of what you just said of, of living out loud and what if we try it and we fail and we fall flat on our faces. And listen, I I you know, my my mom used to tell me all the time, yeah. Well, aren't you afraid of of doing you know this and doing that? And I'd say, I just I'm afraid of getting to that last day. And and having any regrets for what I didn't try or for what I didn't do, so it's just one of those things where where it's a matter of priority. And I think some people like the comfort zone, and some people just can't live there, which is. That's it. That's it. I and it's I. You know, it's so funny to me because we we get so wound up and worried about what people think, right? Mm And we, we worry more about the spectacle or the potential of failure <laughs> and how that might reflect on us than the spectacle or potential for regret. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll take failure. Yeah, any day. <laughs> and I don't care if it's public and <laughs> spectacular, right? It does not matter to me. Right. I, I am ready for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. And, 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 it, and it shows, again, in what you're doing, because even being of service, sometimes can be a risk because you just don't know and do people want it and do people need it and it's like listen you're not that's ego you got to do it because you want to do it not because of how you're going to feel but who you're going to serve that's right the impact you're going to make exactly and it's not just for you if you're doing things just for you you're doing them wrong Mm -hmm. at least that's my that's my opinion i was over at a friend of mine's house two days ago and I took my daughter because mm-hmm. I wanted her to see it. I have, 
I met a gentleman through Motor City Connect 12 years ago when he was brand new in Primerica. He had just started. I've been networking for years, so I've heard all the Primerica right. pitches. Right. Never, never gotten into it. Um, but after a couple of years, I finally gave him my life insurance business. And, and, and so we're friends mm -hmm. and he bugs me every three to six months religiously about joining and I'm not into mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years ago, I saw the house that he was building on a private lake. And it's to say it's stunning is an understatement. Wow. It's, it's a simple understatement. Mm -hmm. And, and so the house is done. It's, I don't know. I didn't even ask. It's got to be 12,000 square feet. Wow. It's on 20 acres <laughs> on a lake. It's absurd. Wow. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Wow. Um, and, or at least nothing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And, and as I was, as I was walking through and, and I said to, I said to my daughter, this is the kind of abundance you can create. And these are the kind of blessings you get to have. Right. If you're constantly a blessing to others. Absolutely. Right. And he's, lesson. he's breathed so much life mm -hmm. into so many people yeah. and he does it constantly. And it's like, you know, it's like when you were making those introductions, right? I look at myself and I say, well, I make a lot of introductions. I don't make like that many introductions, right? I didn't do what you do. Mm -hmm. And, and I breathe a lot of life into a lot of people and I bless a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I'm not breathing that much life and blessing that many. It was so expansive. And it was like, for me, again, for taking my 17 year old daughter over there was Beautiful. like so valuable just yeah. so she could see what it could be like and listen it's not like we're paupers right you just right, watch right. me walk up from right, my lake exactly i'm not in the one percent but i'm not in the you know i'm not far from it you know I, I could at least see it from where i am um you know but he's in that the, you know that point zero 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 he's the he's the single fastest guy to get to a million dollars a year earnings in the 45 year history of that company. Wow. That's amazing. And it's, it, and, it, it and it's all, and, and it's what I tell people. I, and I, my question is always, who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who do you serve? Sure. Those are the only things that I, that's the metrics that I need. I, and, and with my clients, a lot of it is, is there's a metric for mutual introductions. We need to make sure that we're keeping that going. And there's a metric for volunteer. If you, if there's not a volunteer, um, element in your life, we're probably not a good fit. We're probably not aligned to work together and not from a judgment place. It's just that that's part of what we do as a group, what we do as collaboratives, when we get together. And it's just part of what I believe everyone should do. And I always tell them, I say, listen, don't worry about the money. The compensation is going to come from the impact that you're making. The more impact you make and the better that impact, it's going to show up. Don't worry. It, you're going to see it. Your bottom line is going to be there, but the bottom line has to be measured by impact, not by, you know, uh, dollars and nothing wrong with that. I, I love, you know, we're all in business to, to grow our businesses, but the truth is that, that the more impact you make, the better you're going to be compensated. And that's just the way that it is. So Terry, let me ask you a question because I know that, and I love when I, when I was introduced uh, by Frank, who's just amazing, amazing, uh, as well as uh, a wonderful connector also. 
tell me what you're out there seeing now, what you are out there telling the people that you are serving, three or four things that most people are not doing when it comes to networking that we really, really should be doing. Uh, number one, get real selective as to where you're spending your time, right? And who you're spending it with. If, if you're not in front of folks that are going to bring you up, then you're in the wrong room, right? Don't be the person with the most juice, right? Juice being defined as most connections, most ideas, most energy, right? Don't be the person with the most juice in the Zoom room. Mm -hmm. If you are, you're in the wrong Zoom. I know. Go up grade now. Okay. I talked to I talked to I've talked to people that we met mutually at the same time. Mm-hmm. We're talking about we're in six or eight Zoom calls a day, and some of them are a drag. I'm like, here's the novel idea: stop going to those Zoom calls. Yes, yes. You know, yes. do not let people suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. So, one, be real intentional. Number two, be super clear on two things: what do you have to offer? And what are you trying to get? So often I'll talk to people and they're like, you know, I, I'm all set. I don't really, I don't really need anything. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, really? That's flipping awesome. Good for you, liar. <laughs> you know, stop lying. Yeah. It's, it's, it, here's what I'll tell you. Um, when I wrote the book about networking, I talked about the universal laws that make networking work. Two of them are the law of reciprocity and the law of generosity. Mm-hmm. Both of those laws are based on if the you see somebody, if you receive something, you're going to go out of your way to pay it back, right? That's the law of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. In law of generosity, if you give something, the universe is going to make sure you get paid back. That's the law of generosity. Both of those are enacted the moment you put an ask out. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I say, I need some help I'm looking for, if I say that to a person that can actually help me, I am enacting the law of reciprocity and generosity for that person that helps me. Mm -hmm. So you're doing us a disservice by not asking. Listen, and and then the other thing is, um, help when you can. You can't help everybody. Don't bother mm-hmm. trying, mm-hmm. right? But help when you can, you know, and go out of your way. Be dialed in to look for opportunities to help mm-hmm. and take action. Like, yeah. don't, it's not enough to just like, oh, I can help. No, just do the damn help, yeah. right? It, make the text introduction, send an email, make a comment, tag somebody mm-hmm. in a post. Mm-hmm. Send the clipping of something that you've seen that reminds them, reminds you of them, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But we have to stay top of mind and we have to make introductions. We have to do the connecting part, mm-hmm. which you're so fabulous. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I, I I love everything that you said. And, and particularly, Terry, I think ask. Ask was the word that I came into this new decade with because I'm not good at the ask. I've never been good at the ask. People would be, you know, I'd, I'd be there and I, I, you were in giving mode. That's how you are, Terry, too. You get in giving mode and you get used to it and you get good at it. And then people would say, well, okay, what can I do for you? And I would say, oh, I'm good. And it's bullshit, right? It was not like I, and I, at one time I, I was at a, you know, a coffee meeting after a networking event, Justin Napoli, he's a wonderful attorney, local attorney here, real estate attorney. And he's just a beautiful human being. He's the volunteer of all volunteers. He's a 
him and his family are recipients of the Thousand Points of Lights Award. Total, total service. I mean, these people are full service mode all the time. And and we were at a coffee meeting. We were there for an hour and a half. And I was just, you know, as he's talking, I'm coming up with people I wanted to connect him with. And I was in the real estate title side for 28 years. So I had a lot of real estate people and agents that were friends and 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 I'm just thinking I, I just want to be a blessing and 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 I said listen I'm I'm good and he said well guess what? I have you I hope you have time today because you're not getting up from here until you tell me what I can do for you and <laughs> it was crazy because he forced me to to really have to come up with something and I had just started speaking at the time and I said well listen if you know anyone who needs a speaker um, I'm just getting into that world and I'm getting my you know, catching my bearings because I know that's going to be a big part of, of building my coaching business. And, and he said, done. And about two hours later, I had an email from him connecting me with the president of one of the local chambers here and didn't hear back from the president. And Sunday night, the president of that chamber, which is a local Miramar chamber calls me. And he said, I just want you to know, I didn't respond because I've been stalking you for two days, watched all your videos. I love what you're about you know, next month is the month of giving and we want to have you come do a presentation on your mission trip to Kenya. And I was just, you know, and it's, and it's that ass. So I, I watched a video with Gary B the other day and he's, uh, he had a little, you know, how he puts those little snippets on LinkedIn and um, I love him because he's a potty mouth and, and there's a, he's doing a presentation and there's a Q and A and this kid in the audience must've been 24, 25 years old raises his hand and he says what can I do for you and the kid says can you get me a job and Gary B says are you willing to move to New York and he goes in a heartbeat so two weeks later he shows the end of the video is him with the kid in his office saying this is how important it is to ask for what you want and I that's exactly thought, right yeah I thought powerful powerful stuff I absolutely love it. And it goes back to taking action, right? So, because like, if you're in front of people and you say, can you get me a job? And someone says, can you move to New York? You're like, move to New York? Wait, what? <laughs> I, I didn't, no, I ain't moving to New York. But he took immediate, decisive mm-hmm. action. Yeah. And the yeah. universe loves speed. And that's what most people forget. We're so wishy-washy because we're not super clear well, I like this idea, but I like this too. Oh, and I'm okay with this, right? Because we're we're conditioned that like good enough is good enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm a I'm a I'm a I joke all the time when my wife says I got to clean something or fix something. I'm like, well, here comes good enough handyman service. Right? <laughs> I am not a perfectionist by any stretch. I don't even believe in the concept of perfection. But if you don't know where you're going how will you know when you get there, Mm -hmm. right? The Cheshire cat was brilliant from Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Any road will take you if you don't (laughs) know where you're going. So get clear on what you want. In that way, all your decision process becomes so much easier because it's almost binary. Does this help me get there? Yes or no? Yes, then I'm in. No, then it's either no or it's not now. Right. But you don't have to spend as much time thinking about it. Yeah. And that's the challenge. We we allow way too many possibilities and that causes paralysis. Mm-hmm. And I think, Terry, that's why I love what you said about being clear on what you offer 
and being clear on what you want. Because if somebody comes and asks you, listen, I have this much money and in five seconds, you have to tell me what you want and I'll decide if I give it to you. And, and then you're all wishy-washy. It's, it's, it's that the opportunity is, is there. Gone. It's gone. gone. It's gone. And it does. And it, and it, and it, they move in almost as fast as they move out. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot of people, people that people that have things are decisive. Yeah. People that don't have things are indecisive. It's uh, I'm trying to remember the exact phraseology, but it's something the effect of most people are really slow to make a decision and really quick to change their mind. Yes. Successful yes. people are really quick to make a decision and really slow to change their mind. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Terry, you've been such a blessing. This is so much fun. We could go on and on and on, but I want to honor your time. And I know that that if I ask, uh, you would you would come back, right? Because I you're such a such a blessing. We didn't even talk about the cool stuff behind your head yet. I like I have questions. This is my my Africa room. <laughs> I love my, it. Uh, yeah, this is all my uh my you know, this is where I keep all my my toys that I buy when I go abroad. Uh, on mission trips. So, but we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Uh, but Terry, thank you. I am so grateful. Can you tell us how we can find you, how people can get a hold of you? I'll, I'll put it on the, on the details of when I post the podcast, but just where can they, where can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So the, the, you know, uh, LinkedIn is my preferred place, right? So linkedin.com slash in slash Terry Bean, but you could just go to about dot me slash Terry Bean and you can find my Facebook page or my YouTube channel or my old ass Vimeo channel or my I think my blogs out there my website's obviously there my Instagram should be there so Mm -hmm. I'm 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 in the usual places I'm either as Terry Bean or oftentimes you'll find me as Try Bean T-R-Y-B-E-A-N which I think is just really good advice Um, yeah my most recent blog post might be of value. It was all about 15 steps to be better at networking virtually. Mm-hmm. So if you go to trybean.com and hit the blog, it's it's the top one today, but who knows when you'll see this. So, mm-hmm. you know, scroll down if it's not July 20 something second, right? Yeah. <gasps> and you yep. did something super cool on Tuesday. Can you, was it good? Was it? What it was it? You you went somewhere and did it, something. It, it was it was canceled. It was uh, they the the venue actually Orlando is 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 starting to revert on the openings. Okay. So it yeah. was uh, not canceled. It was postponed till January. But, so. Okay. But it but yeah. it is going to be cool. So I'm excited. Thank you for asking. But um. But yeah, they they just last minute they the the venue uh, was not allowed to host an event like that. So, so we'll be, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. 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 But Terry, thank you. I'm so grateful for you. So it's Terry Bean, T-E-R-R-Y-B-E-A-N. Look for him on LinkedIn guys. I promise you there is, he's got so many things um, because he's been of service for so long that you're going to find, you're going to find a lot of, a lot of really great wisdom. Um, and I know he'll never take credit for it because he's smiling into the camera, but those of you who see the video will see it, but 
I I really am so blessed to know you, Terry, and and so honored that you came on to be a blessing to our audience. It was a thrill. Absolutely. You are a lovely, lovely human being, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. All right, folks, you heard it here. So go out there and do good, be great, and go play outside. Thank you.